Now, actually, I was thinking of Portugal this morning uh, because the Lord dropped something in my spirit. So I just want to touch on that before I get to uh, what we're going to do. But uh, Lynn and I are going to share testimonies about what uh, the Lord did in Ecuador. Praise the Lord. But um, this morning, uh, you know, I'm not really much into geography, you know. I had to take it in high school, grade school. But uh, the Lord just dropped something in my spirit this morning. I saw a, if you look at the world map and you look at uh, a map of Europe, you'll see uh, Spain and Portugal are connected together and they're small, in comparison to the rest, but uh, Spain and Portugal has uh, conquered, in the past, conquered large portions of, uh, of South and uh, Central America. And one of, the, uh, one of the ways that we still know that today is because of the language they speak. They speak uh, in South America and Central and Mexico, they, what do they speak? Spanish. They speak Spanish. Why? Because they were conquered and the conquering nation uh, forced their language upon them. And so also in Brazil, uh, a huge country in, in comparison to Portugal speaks uh, Portuguese. And so what's my thought about this? Uh, what language are you speaking? Are you speaking the language of the kingdom? Has the king conquered you as the king conquered your heart? And so um, we, to the proportion that we speak the language of the kingdom is the, to the proportion that, that our hearts have been conquered by the king and we've given our, given our lives over to him. I'll just leave that with you as it may. But... Um, I, uh, one of the reasons uh, I, I want to share this morning is to thank you for your prayers, because this is probably one of the best trips I've ever had uh, in not having to deal with uh, spiritual attacks. You know, when you, go on, uh, when, you, when you go into the enemy's camp to take back what he stole, the enemy doesn't like it and he tries to shut you down. As a matter of fact, uh, I don't know, some of you might have not have heard this story, but my first missions trip, there were supposed to be 14 of us go on that trip. Uh, we were going to Haiti. And it ended up uh, only seven of us went because the first... Uh, Two of the guys that were going to go were killed in a plane crash, uh, not a plane crash. They were killed. Uh, they were flying a plane and lightning struck the plane and they were killed. Uh, my brother-in-law, who was kind of heading the trip, he broke his arm. And the night before we were going to leave on that trip, we were having a, a couple's get together and uh, I had to go get gas, and all of a sudden, I was had such pain that I have never felt before. I felt like I could feel every fiber and tissue of my body, and I was all in pain. And so I, told, I dropped Melody off at the couple's thing and said, I got to go home. So I went home, and I laid in bed, and... Uh, the men came over to my house. Remember the little yellow house on uh, uh, 209, just up from Teeters, where Teeters used to be. We lived there, and uh, 
the men came in the house and they prayed for me. And uh, I, was able, I was able to, I don't think I was an instant thing, but it just left. So I was able to get up and go on the, on the trip. And so in reality, prayer is very, very key in our success. Yes. Not only as we travel overseas, but in our success here in the United States. If we lack prayer, we are going to lack, not that we won't have success, but we'll have more success as we uh, take on this uh, privilege. As a matter of fact, sometimes, uh, I, sometimes I, I pray a lot in the Spirit, and the Lord just gave me a revelation. Don't you like revelations? Well, a lot of times when I pray in the Spirit, I'm not inspired, You'd think, but you, beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost, you just feel like all inspired just saying that scripture. Hallelujah. <laughs> but uh, as I was praying in the spirit yesterday uh, in my garage, I was walking around in my garage and I was praying. It's our family room. I was walking around and I was praying in the spirit and I didn't feel the unction to function. I didn't feel the goosebumps. I didn't feel the power. I just, I thought, man, is this, this just feels like, you know, uh, this just feels like mundane. It feels like nothing's happening. And then the Lord dropped in my spirit and said, you're not praying for yourself. You're praying for other people. I could tell you story after story, of which we don't have time, but I could tell you story after story of people that were awakened in the night and they prayed and, you know, they, they felt this burden, they felt something and, uh, you, you know, sometime later they were able to connect with other people that were in the mission field and they were, they were sick, they were about to die or uh, they were in grave danger and it was a, just the right time that the Holy Spirit had dropped on somebody and they were able to uh, pray them through and they were delivered. As a matter of fact, I thought about that is we were living in our mobile home in Millersburg and this burden came over me, this heaviness on my, on my chest. Uh, at that time, I don't know if I was praying uh, eight hours a day or not, but uh, we were praying a lot because we were trying to get the church started. And so um, this burden, this heaviness came on. Melody, the kids were in bed, and uh, Melody and I were praying in the living room. I said, lay your hands on my, on my chest. I feel this heaviness. Well, when she did, that heaviness came on her too. And so, you know, um, I found out, I don't know how long ago it was, I went, out, I went out to visit my family in Kansas City. And they said, did you know mom almost died? I said, no, you know, we're not big communicators. <laughs> we're not big communicators. She almost died. And I said, well, when did it happen? And it was that very night that Melody and I were praying. And it was of pneumonia. Having double pneumonia on the chest. And God, by his spirit, dropped that in our spirit, and there was a physical, almost like a physical manifestation. 
So sometimes when you don't uh, when you don't feel like praying or you don't know what you're praying about, you might not feel anything, but you could be saving somebody's life. And again, going back to this trip, this was one of the best trips I've had. I've told you even in the past that I don't like going on missions trips because I go through emotional distress. <laughs> you know, I don't like, you know, uh, the last trip I went to Brazil, we, uh, the, pre- uh, the preacher said, well, get down on your knees, we're going to pray. And so I got down on my knees on this Everything's tile floor. There's no carpet in South America, anyway, at least the places we go. So I'm down on this cold tile floor on my knees and, uh, with my, you know, I'm leaning on the chair. And the Lord spoke to me and he said, I brought you here to heal you. And I think, oh, well, glory be to God. Hallelujah. Man, that was the worst trip I had <laughs> emotionally. He was digging it up. Going after it, doing surgery. It never feels good to do surgery. At least any surgery I went through, I mean, the the medication feels good. (laughs) But the cutting, once you get through, the cutting doesn't feel too good. Hallelujah. I think that was a dry cut anyway. (laughs) But I'm saying all this to say thank you, thank you, thank you for your prayers uh, for our trip, because I had a great, I was great. That was good for me. I'll, I'll let Lynn talk about his thing. I don't want to take his, his glory and thunder, but I want to share with you some scriptures just to uh, in, uh, encourage you. He said in Romans chapter 15, verse, verse 30, Paul encourages people to pray for him. The Apostle Paul wrote over half the New Testament, is encouraging, he, you know, signs, wonders, miracles, stoned, raised from the dead. He himself raised from the dead, I believe. He's asking for prayer. You know, if Paul needed prayer, what do you think about you? Well, I know I need prayer. Melody prays for me all the time. <laughs> Glory to God. Anyway, Romans 15, 30 says, Now I urge you, brethren, by the Lord Jesus Christ and by the love of the Spirit, that you strive together with me in your prayers to God for me, that, that I may be rescued from those who are disobedient in Judea and that my service for Jerusalem may prove acceptable to the saints so that I may come to you with joy by the will of God and find refreshing rest in your company. Now the grace, now the peace of God be with you. So he's asking, he's asking them to join together in prayer. In other words, Paul said, Paul realized that his missionary journeys were going to be fruitless unless he had prayer support. Uh, yeah, thank you, Reuben. How about over here? You have got to have, uh, for, for, for success in any venture in the kingdom of God, we're going to have to see that prayer, and, and you did, and uh, that's what I'm thanking you for. Notice also that uh, he asked them uh, to pray so that he could be delivered. 
from unreasonable people. In other words, to be rescued, to be rescued. We drove a lot, we drove all over the place. We did not have any car trouble. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We had no accidents. Our driver got a ticket for speeding, but actually it wasn't him. He, he had to take it into the garage, and the people at the garage, you know how they got cameras everywhere. They click it, and then you get the ticket. <laughs> <laughs> they take a picture. of So we, we went through the records, and hey, he wasn't even driving the van at the time. So we were spared a ticket. Praise God. Also, what, what is this thing? Paul, Paul was saying he was taking an offering to, uh, to the Jews that were living in, in Jerusalem because of a, of a drought. And he says, you know, pray that I be received. It's, you know, you can go, you can go somewhere with the power of God, the anointing of God, but if people don't receive you, they're not going to get anything. And, and thankfully, people's hearts were open. Glory to God. I, in Isaiah chapter 52, um, 52 verse 6, I'll read that. But in the previous verse, he says, Now may the God of peace be with you. I've discovered that peace is not just a passive feel-good emotion, but peace is a powerful weapon to bring the kingdom of God. I've discovered that if I'm in peace and I can get others in peace, that I can see the results of God's kingdom. I can get people healed. I can get people saved through the power of God if I'm walking in peace and I can get them in peace. He says in Isaiah 52 verse 6, he says, therefore my people uh, shall know my name. Therefore, in that day, I am the one who is speaking. Here am I. How lovely are on the mountains are the feet of those who bring good news and announce peace. And bring good news of happiness, who announces salvation and says to Zion, our God reigns. Now, in the Old Testament, uh, when you see the word Zion, it also applies to the church in the New Testament. So when we come, when we come, uh, we not only went to, we went to churches, but we also went out in the marketplaces where people weren't saved, not necessarily saved. But wherever we went, we were able to bring the good news. We were able to bring the good news to the churches. We were able to bring good news uh, to the marketplace where people weren't necessarily saved. He goes, on to, he goes on to say, he says, Listen, your watchmen uh, lift, up, uh, lift up their voices. They shout joyfully together, for they see with their own eyes when God restores Zion. Now, uh, in the context of that there, he's talking about uh, Isaiah foresaw... Um, Israel going into captivity, but God promised he's going to bring them back. So the watchmen were able to shout joyfully because they knew, because they knew that God was bringing his people back. How many of you have ever, you know, you're in the kingdom, you're, you're, you're in it, but, uh, you know, sometimes you don't feel in it. 
Well, you know what? God, when we announce peace, when we announce joy, and we announce that our God reigns, it just stirs you right back up and brings you right back in. Hallelujah. Our, our, our responsibility is not just bringing people to the Lord, even though that is, that is a major responsibility, but our, but our uh, privilege and joy is to bring people that are in Zion back into the joy of Zion. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Well, you know, I got a whole sermon on this, but I don't have time for a whole sermon. I think uh, Lynn has something he wants to share. So I'm going to ask Lynn to come up. Do we have a, uh, do we have a mic? Okay, Lynn, you want to come up and share? Now, you don't have time for a sermon, so you can sing, yeah. I'll let that to you. Um, welcome. Thank you so much for the opportunity to, to be here today. Um, in, in the capacity I am, uh, again, I want to thank you for your, your prayers as well. Um, I was thinking about uh, so many things to say, and of course you can't get it all together until you sit down and you think about it all. But anyway, I wanted to say that um, we were in the marketplace. I just want to give you a testimony uh, example of what happened to me, and this is for you to share because uh, Psalm 133 says that there's unity in the fellowship, and uh, part of that unity is praying for one another. And as Pastor Steve said, we felt your prayers. And without them, um, we may have been in turmoil. Uh, we may have been, you know, had troubles and so forth. Anyway, uh, one time we split off into some groups. Pastor and I went with, uh, did we have an interpreter that day? Uh, not when we were in the tents, did we? Well, anyway, we, we split into groups. Uh, we tried to get a... a uh, uh, interpreter. Sometimes you didn't have one. Sometimes people said they were because they knew their name in English. But <laughs> when they get beside him, and, and I just praise God that I don't need an interpreter today. Hallelujah. Hey, this is awesome, isn't it? <clears throat> uh, anyway, um, we went to the marketplace. The marketplace consists of uh, tents that are about this far apart from each other. Then inside the tents are all kinds of uh, wares and so forth. Uh, it was sort of sprinkling that day, as I recall, because I ducked under it, and it was wet. And uh, we, uh, we approached, uh, uh, there were about six ladies in there uh, selling, uh, I think it was clothing and so forth. And uh, we asked, I guess it was, we took turns. Uh, Pastor say, you're up. And that was, so I, I would work with this one, and then and he was up after that. Anyway, the one I got, uh, was a, a little old lady, I asked her if she had pain, and uh, she said that she had an umbilical hernia. So I asked her if I could pray for her. She said yes. And uh, I said, would you put your hands on it? Well, she proceeded to pull her blouse up to about here. And yes, she did have an umbilical hernia. And I said, well, would you put your hands on it? And she did. And I put my hand on top of hers, and I prayed a simple prayer. I just asked the Lord to come and uh, reduce the pain, reduce the swelling. And uh, to her amazement and to my amazement, there was a, re a reduction. And she was excited. She told the ladies around. And I said, can I pray again? And she was, you know, she stepped into the, into the glory a little more, and she said yes. So uh, we did the same thing again, and uh, she put her hand there, and I put my hand on top, and I, I prayed again a simple prayer. Um, just took time for Jesus to uh, work with her. And uh, I think in the third prayer, it was totally gone. Yeah. So, so 
uh, that's a good place to say amen, right? Amen? Right. Uh, so uh, what happens then is um, she was started spreading the news among her ladies, and that opened the door. That sign brought the wonder of Jesus, okay? And uh, we, in turn, then led about five or six of those ladies to the Lord. So, you know, when Jesus shows up, he shows up with power. So that was just an awesome demonstration of, um, of the God we serve. Um, the, the, the problem with this thing going in the, in the Ecuador is uh, we come home, we're in a little bit of a bubble. Uh, people say, how you doing? And I talk to some people that, for instance, have been in YWAM, where it came out of a supernatural school. I have a daughter that came out of YWAM. I said, I said, listen, honey, you remember what it was like when you came out of your intensive? She said, yes. I said, well, that's where I am right now. Because your body, your mind, and your spirit just get, get um, it's stepping into a different world. We live in a different world than we were in. And um, the, the good news is uh, we know the language of, of the heavenly world. And uh, I was speaking that all the time down there, too. Uh, I was thinking uh, I was in the right place. I knew the language because I was all the time down there under my breath and when I wasn't supposed to be. And um, another uh, an opportunity I had to, uh, to lead a, uh, a few people to, uh, into the Holy Spirit it was speaking in tongue signs. And uh, as you all know, most of you know how to do that. Um, I kept telling them, you know, I, I whisper in their ear some words, you know, and, and I'd say, no Spanish, no Spanish, no, no Spanish. And because, you know, there's a difference between the language of the world and the language of the country. Um, so I'm glad that we're in his world and the Holy Spirit's world and that we all know the language. We don't need an interpreter because he takes care of that. So uh, that's just my way of saying thank you so much. Uh, it was an awesome experience. Um, I could tell 16 more, but I know the pastor wants to get up here. Oh, I want to tell a little story on the pastor. Um, <laughs> well, it's going to be all right. It'll be all right. Um, you know how he loves to sing. You know, he'll just, a thought will just put, well, he was bound down there by what? Language. Okay. So you know what he did? He sang hallelujah. Because that's the same in every language. Uh, there, was a, there was a time when there was a break in the action, and he doesn't like dead time. So he starts, hallelujah, hallelujah, and everybody joined in. So it filled it in, and it, it was perfect. And uh, I thank you again for the uh, honor of going to, to Ecuador with, with uh, culture, culture changers and, and world changers, and uh, uh, the enthusiasm, the team, and the, uh, the team was so uh, knitted together. Um, we had some millennials along with us, and at first, uh, he and I really were a little bit, I don't know about this crew, <laughs> they were a little bit wild, but you know what? I sat them all down before I left, and I apologized to them. I said, I need to, I need to ask forgiveness, because, uh, um, you know, you're not, you're not, you're not snowflakes. Uh, and I told them, I said, there's hope. I can see hope because of the, the, what they were carrying, and, and the the boldness they had to deliver it, to, to walk out and just ask anybody and, and touch them and, and uh, bless them and, and call out words of knowledge. Uh, the most amazing thing was this two guys standing side by side were in this church and must have been about uh, 50 or 60 there that night. The one guy says, uh, is there, uh, I can't think of the name used, Escobar, is there an Escobar here? And I'm just picking that name. Um, there was some silence and then one guy puts his hand up 
the guy beside him then gave him a word of knowledge. So one guy called him out, and the other guy gave him a word of knowledge. And that's just the Lord. And I thank him. The mic's all yours. Thank you, Jesus. He could have gone on and on and on because there was just so much, uh, so much that happened. And uh, I want to say Lynn was a real benefit to have. And uh, amen. He not only spake the, spoke the language of the kingdom, he was a little more proficient in understanding Spanish and being able to communicate. So that was a real benefit. But, uh, you know, I, I want to tell you some testimonies, uh, partly that are not mine, but I believe they'll be an encouragement to you. There was, um, it, was uh, it was towards the end of the trip, uh, and the team was sitting on the front row, you know, facing, facing the, uh, the stage, and this little girl, about seven years old, came up and gave us all the sweetest kiss. I mean, I thought, isn't she just a sweet little girl? And um, then uh, her, her and her mother got up and gave a testimony and the reason why. There was another team of the same group that had gone down in February. And she had, she had had leukemia. And she didn't have any hair. And uh, by this time, she had hair. You know, short, but she had hair. And uh, she was in gratitude giving every one of us a kiss. And that just touched my heart. Yeah, it still touches my heart. And the reason I want to tell you that is because when you pray sometimes, you don't see results. You don't always, you don't always know that anything happened. And, you know, uh, to, tell, to be honest with you, <laughs> uh, we, when we were in the marketplace... One of, the, one of the things I know God touched me. See, I don't just go just to be a blessing. God always does something with me, touches me. And so, you know, if there's somebody that's really bad, you know, I, I'm always thinking, I want success. I want success. And we were in the marketplace, uh, that same place that, that Lynn was talking about, and there was this guy that was deformed and mangled. And he was there begging you know, and I just thought, well, I'm just going to go up there and pray for him. And I, and I prayed and there, and then there was a crowd that got <laughs> a crowd that got around. So then I'm thinking, oh, better come through. <laughs> but, you know, it didn't happen. But you know what? God was with me and I just I was cool. And I didn't stay away from mangled people anymore. Because God had touched my heart. And so one of, the last, um, one of the last meetings we were at, fairly good-sized church, and for every word of knowledge that was given up front, this lady in a wheelchair raised her hand. You know, you know I forget what you said. She's ra- he said, she's raising her hand for everything. And, you know, so we're lined up across the front, and guess who they wheel her to? Me. (laughs) She's in a wheelchair. Everything under the book, she's raised her hand for. And um, 
So, you know, but the Spirit of the Lord came on me. I didn't think about it. I didn't, I wasn't under pressure. You got to get out from under pressure. When you pray for people, it's not your responsibility. Hallelujah. It is not your response. Say, uh, turn to somebody and say, it's not my responsibility. It's his responsibility. It's his responsibility. I couldn't heal a gnat. I can't create a BB. I'm always dependent upon him. So anyway, they, they come and, you know, I have one of those interpreters that knew her name in English. You know, <laughs> she's a little better than that. But, uh, you know, uh, come to find out she had cancer. She's in a wheelchair and she had, the, and she had a hernia in her stomach. And uh, she told me, besides all the other things she raised her hand for, the interpreter says she's got bad pain in her bones. Bad pain. So it's okay. Well, you know, I think I prayed for her about six times. And I got her up out of the wheelchair. She didn't walk. She's pretty, uh, I'll just say obese. You know, she was just big. And uh, so I said, after I got her up, I said, do you want to sit down? She says, Yeah. So we, I let her sit down, but she said all the pain is gone. Amen. All the pain is gone. So did she get healed of cancer? I don't know. But all the pain's gone. We were at another meeting. We were, this was only supposed to be a stop. We were, we were we, like I said, we were traveling a lot. We had a meeting that night. But a pastor met us, and he, uh, we were coming down the mountain from the top of the Andes or something. We were coming down. So we met this pastor at a gas station. He said, could you stop and, you know, talk to these ladies? And uh, we had a meeting that night, so he said, we really can't have a meeting with these ladies. But he said, well, can you just come and say hi to these ladies? Well, when the guy agreed, I said, I, kn- this, I know this ain't going to be no greeting. <laughs> So anyway, we, uh, we pull in. It's, it's, like it's kind of like a camp meeting type. They had a nice building, but it's open air. And uh, they had a roof over their heads. And when we pulled in, all these ladies, every one of them turned and were stretching their neck. <laughs> they were waiting on us. And uh, because they had a meeting the year before with the same, with the same church, and there was, just was wild, they said. So anyway, uh, we go in there, and uh, I noticed up in the front, it was, it was hard to miss, but there was a lady on a, be- on, a, on a mattress. She was just laying there, and she didn't look too strong or too healthy. And so, uh, you know, the guy got up, and he preached a little bit, the, the leader, our leader, Hank. And, uh, you know, the fire tunnels are supposed to be quick. That's where you line up on each side, you know, on each side, people walk through and you're supposed to pray for them. But people, it always takes a long time. But anyway, uh, there's three ladies, get this lady that's on the bed, on the mattress, lift her up and they're walking her through. And uh, make a long story short, she had cancer, stomach cancer. And all of a sudden she just starts, Going wild. <laughs> She's, ah, you know, 
And, I, and I'm looking in her eyes, I'm saying, you know, that's not normal. <laughs> really what was happening, she was getting delivered. So she's just jumping up and down a while. She just kind of, I can't describe her eyes. She just didn't look focused. And then when she stopped, she started feeling her stomach, like in amazement. Of course, you don't know until they go to the doctor, right? But it looked like she was healed. She didn't go back to the mat. She went back to a chair. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. God to God be the glory. You know what? There's no pain like your pain. <laughs> you know, some of those people were appreciated just getting healed of a headache. How many of you know I can't heal a headache? But God can. We were out, uh, Lynn and I, and an interpreter, Mary, sweet little girl. She wasn't little. She's tall. But a sweet girl, but just as soft. You could hardly hear her, you know. But, man, she was into it. So we were walking the streets, and uh, we found this, this one lady. We just, it's, it's easy witnessing when you have an interpreter. Because <laughs> yeah. you just tell them what to say, and then they talk to the person. Hey, man, I can do this. I just need an interpreter. So anyway, we, there was this one, one lady. This is out in the street, out in the market. She's just shopping. You know, it wasn't those... One of them tent things. It's funny when the store's there, you can't get into them. They have bars. <laughs> There's just bars, and you just talk to the person on the other side of the bars, and you tell them what you want, and then they'll get it for you. So anyway, she was standing outside of one of these stores, and uh, she had three things wrong with her. Uh, I think she had, it was pain in her head, pain in her back, and pain in her feet. And so... When you, uh, when you pray for people and they get help, they're open for anything. Do you need Jesus? Yeah. yeah. Uh, you want the baptism of the Holy Spirit? Yeah. That, it's, once, you, once that happens, once the initial thing happens, then they want everything. Well, this, this lady, she had... She had been one of those that had been a Christian and had been baptized in the Holy Spirit, but she stopped speaking in tongues. So we said, do you want it? Yeah, she wanted it. And man, she got, oh, it didn't take long, just bam, and she started praying in tongues, and she was happy. But you know, my, and, and, I, and I, I talked to Raymond about this, I said, you know, I don't want to just see this in Ecuador, I don't want to just see, you know, see it in Brazil. I don't want to talk about what happened over there, over there, over there. You know, tell the devil to beware. No, no we want to see it happen here. Yes, amen. Here, God can, have, God can have it happen here. But let's go back to the beginning. What, uh, you know, I got a whole thing of testimonies. There's just a lot we could say. But I want to see it happen here. And, and, and prayer, uh, we need the prayer, but we also have to step out. We have to step out. You know, first question doesn't have to be, if you died tonight, would you go to hell? I didn't even use that. Didn't even use that one. Hey, you can use it. I remember I, there was this one, uh, one young man. I, was tell, I told him twice. I gave him two sermons about the grace of God. And he didn't want it. 
So the Lord spoke to my spirit and said, give him a double barrel. I knew what that meant. You know what a double barrel shotgun is. So I gave him the hellfire and brimstone, and he was ready to get saved. (laughs) So, you know, the Bible says in Jude, save some with compassion. But the rest says, save some with fear. So, (laughs) are you able, said the master. Yeah, we can do it either way. How do you want it? But we want it to happen here. We want, and, and, the, and one of the things I said is we've got to have the peace of God. Just got to have it. If you, whatever you have, you communicate by word, yeah. by deed, and by spirit. Yes. If I am fearful and I approach you, I'm communicating fear. I remember when I was working in Kansas City, I I worked for the city of Kansas City uh, in the Parks and Recreation Department. And part of our job was to uh, fix parks, create parks, and clean up parks. So I was on a a lunch break. I was underneath a tree uh, just enjoying myself. And this dog comes up, a big dog. And he's growling and all this And I just, in the name of Jesus, I commanded that dog to leave. I didn't get fearful because they can sense fear. Demons can sense fear. So we've got to have the peace. Peace is a weapon. If we go to the uh, book of Ephesians, Ephesians chapter 6, it talks about the armor of God, putting on the armor of God, and one of, one of them is the, uh, having your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. When I share the gospel, I must be in peace. When I share the gospel, I must bring peace. You say, well, they're shoes. They're not, uh, they're not uh, weapons. You ever watched any karate movies? <laughs> I could tell you a story, but... Uh, It's getting long. Hallelujah. I will tell you. (laughs) Yeah, man. uh, I was, these two brothers beat me up at the the beginning of of the summer vacation. And they proceeded uh, to harass me and harass me over the summer. Well, I kind of grew over the summer. (laughs) And my dad bought me these ugly wingtip shoes. When you're in seventh grade, you don't want black wingtip shoes. You know what wingtip shoes are? I had some on this morning, but I took them off. They were too ugly. Now, they're, they're shoes with holes in them. You know, they got, they got this design. But anyway, they're brand new wingtip shoes, and I had to walk by this house, and these two brothers lived there, and do you know what? One of, they were both at the door, and one of them came out after me and started and you know they they took a swing well I turned my other cheek (laughs) and I planted my foot in his left arm armpit and he couldn't move his arm so I 
So I did what any good Christian would do. I began to lay hands on him. <laughs> and, the other, and the other brother was in shock and awe. You know, he never left the house to come out and help his brother. You know, I never had another problem. My feet were shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Wingtips, yeah. Yeah, even ugly shoes. Now, I'm not going to close on that because... <laughs> you know, you have to... You have... You know, all right, yeah, yeah, okay, there you go. Let's redeem this. Uh, you know, when you're, your feet are shot with the preparation of the gospel of peace, you're going into the enemy's camp to take back yes. what he stole. And he's, he's taken souls. So I laid my soul on him. <laughs> I'm a soul man. I'm a soul man. So thank you for praying. Hallelujah. You know, uh, we have we do have a prayer team. Do we have a whoever do we have a prayer team? Does anybody is Hallelujah? I'm going to ask my prayer team to come up. If there's uh, if there's anyone here, you know these same people can do the same thing. Are you are you on the prayer team? Praise God, Hallelujah! So we've got people up here, and uh, you know I'll just tell you what I did when people told me what they I just said pain go in the name of Jesus. And pain went. Hallelujah. So, if anybody has need, do you, anybody have a word of knowledge? All right. What's your... I see a back being straightened. Okay. A back being straightened. Anybody with back pain? Anybody need your back straight? Okay. I feel that the Lord really wants to bring greater healing in our midst, uh, especially emotionally physically and spiritually and, and uh, depression and, and discouragement. And Amen. Whatever he lays on your heart, I really believe that he wants to bring greater healing in, in the midst of this body so we can yeah. promote it in our neighborhoods, in our, in our lives. Okay, so if, you have, uh, if you're depressed, frustrated, anxiety, you want to kill somebody, you need to get up here. That's, a, that's an inner healing. That, you think I'm kidding. No. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Leave your wingtips at home. Uh, Ruben, do you have anything? Back pain again? You got a word of knowledge? Nope. Okay, praise the Lord. But she can pray. So uh, anybody have any of those? Come on. Anybody? We got one. Hallelujah. Does anybody have any pain in your body that you'd like to get rid of? You, everybody healed? Raise your hand. Nobody's healed. Nobody's got pain. Okay. Anybody have pain in their neck? Okay. Come on up. Well, Father, we just bless you in the name of Jesus, Lord, for... For your word, for your spirit, for your power, we thank you, Lord God, that you have ordained us, Lord God, to bring the gospel of peace.
Lord, we thank you and praise you, Lord God, that it's not only going to happen just in other countries. We thank you that you're going to use us to do it here in Jesus' name. God bless you. Be anointed, be filled, and take the gospel of peace with you in Jesus' name.